The COVID-19 pandemic provides an opportunity for us to rethink and redesign how schools support children and their social connections and the opportunities that they have for play and recreation. Kids need more recess than ever before. That is for sure. Once they get back to school, let's hope that could be the case. We're joined this morning by Catherine Ramstetter, school health consultant and founding member of the Global Recess Alliance. Hi, Catherine. Hi, good morning. Hey, thanks, thanks so much for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. Andrew and I were just saying how that was our best subject in school, recess. And you, but we do, it is important, right? I mean, and our kids don't get enough exercise, it seems, anymore. A lot of schools have, you know, lost the, the gym every day. Do they get out and get enough recess? Could we have more moving forward once the kids get back to school? What are your thoughts on it? Ideally, yes, we would have more once the kids get back to school. I'll answer your first question and say that, um, no, most children don't get enough um, outside time or um, general just self-directed play. Um, and um, as our team um, with the Global Recess Alliance has discovered through our research uh, across the world is that our most vulnerable children are the ones who really miss out on the opportunities for meaningful, inclusive play outside of school and then that makes recess all the more important for these students that we provide and we really need to think about how we plan for and then provide a safe inclusive recess for children and we're talking children all the way through high school so are we talking about you know the case of we think of school as this return to structure um you know and you know rigidity when it comes to time but this would be unstructured time and that will have a higher level of importance post-pandemic? Um, one of the things that our um, our collective research has, has demonstrated is that this unstructured playtime when children are able to, to create and be autonomous uh, and engage with their peers, it's really important that this is their social time with each other. And for many children, it's the only time during the day that they get to really be with friends safely. Um, and, and with all of the trauma that children are, and adults are experiencing through and before the pandemic, um, the opportunity to have a time when we can be engaged with others and connect, you know, that reconnection mm-hmm. we've all been missing and isolating. And um, again, I keep thinking about our most vulnerable children who don't have the access to um, connections with others with via the technology but then that's also a problem with the technology is that children are spending more time in front of screens than ever before to do their schoolwork yeah. and returning to school and returning to that that physical encounter with other humans is is and and creating space when we the adults aren't telling them what to do and how to connect with one another we're allowing them a place that has uh enough structure to be safe but without directing how they spend their time in that space so fundamental for mental well-being for these kids and i yeah so what does that look like though when you talk about redesigning a school to help that so what we have drawn from are some recommendations from the cdc as well as just general evidence-based practices around recess um one is having well As we return from the pandemic and we have to stagger children um, by class or generally try to social distance, which is hard for adults to do, much less to have an eight-year-old and say, this is six feet and, you know, they don't know what six feet is or six meters. How do you do it in Canada? It would be two meters. Yes. 
Sorry, I'm correct. From the state. That's uh-huh. okay, correct. I'm, I'm, I'm not on metric. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's hard to social distance, but one of the things yeah. is to try to stagger the time for recess, um, to have children um, have equipment, like loose parts equipment, available that is only used by that one particular class. Children would not bring toys or games from home to play with. And then um, just the other general recommendations around sanitizing things in between, whether it's a spray or it's a wipe down and having hand washing stations for during and after recess uh, for uh, one of the things that we would really recommend. And it's, again, it's something that, that, ideally is, would be occurring not just now but going forward and um, is having the teachers have time to be with their students at recess so that if we create a policy that allows for recess to be considered instructional time, which really it is. It's a time for children to create and problem solve and, and imagine, and those are essential critical skills for, for lifelong engagement with others and, and and contributing to society. Um, So we can create a policy where recess is considered instructional time and allow the teachers to be present with their students. It's It's a wonderful time for teachers to really observe their children, their students, they're not their children, their students with each other. And it's it, often teachers have told me that they, they see something about the way a child connects with another child during recess. They couldn't observe during the classroom, but it helps the teacher when they return to the classroom to better connect with that student around learning. So, you know, and then, and, but then the teachers still have to have a separate break time. So there are, those are things that are, are not occurring now in many schools. They, they are occurring in some schools across the globe. And, um, and that's, that's a model that is, is, is seen to be and, uh, and demonstrated to be really successful for um, teachers to feel valued and that it reduces teacher burnout, but it's also a valuable way for students to um, be ready and prepared to learn and, and do that metacognition after they've taken a break. So you're not talking about redesigning the school building, you're talking about redesigning what the day of school looks like. Makes sense. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, I, you know, and we, I don't know, depending on where schools, you know, what, what their situation is, the, the structures, the, the swing sets or the slides, they may not be open when schools reopen, but where are the other spaces in the school or around the school that could be um, dedicated recess play spaces? Um, you know, urban schools tend to have blacktop and fences. I mean, that's a really there's a, sort of a barren landscape. So how do we create a space? What, what are the loose parts that we can provide? Um, what are the other spaces around the school that could be utilized for play? And, and given that... Um, I'm pretty sure in Canada that you have some pretty cold winters um, or in the southern U.S. we have some pretty hot summers and springs. So we do have to also, ideally it's outside whenever it can be, but when it can't be, what do the inside spaces look like? Where do we allow children to just play, um, not throwing a video in and saying it's movie day because we can't go outside? So how, what we need to really think creatively, um, and, and there are people who are doing these things, and, and there are some good models for how schools can think about that. Well, and to be honest with you, Catherine, I've never heard of the global, um, you know, recess alliance till today. And what's really awesome is I look at uh, one of the main goals in uh, on number four on your list here is to avoid strict rules 
like no running and no ball throwing that can undermine the benefits of play and physical activity. I love this because it's going against the grain when we've told kids to, you know, maybe not even play with a ball during recess. Right, right. And that's, um, this is, it's, you know, this is one of these things like we want to have a balance. Um, We certainly don't want people throwing projectiles across the playground that are, you know, a baseball, for example, would not maybe be something that's just Mm -hmm. thrown across the the playground. But is there a place on the schoolyard where this is a designated place where you can play with a basketball or play with a, a, a baseball or or you can you can run here and over here in this other area. It's more of a quiet time where the trees are, and ideally you have trees. Or there's a quiet space underneath the, the play structure where maybe you can't play on the play structure, but you're protected somewhat from the sun or something. Um, and you know there are schools um, in the states that have said like no tag or, and we may have yep. to do that. No, there's no contact with one another, but you could still run around. You know, and it's um, so it's it, the other thing I think that we've um, explored with our, our alliance is is the support that teachers will need to really recognize and help students as they return to school mm-hmm. and, and on the playground and in the schoolyard at recess with one another. They, they may need they may need a little bit of. Um, coaching around how you know what, what's going on here. You have to reconnect. What? How do you how do you problem solve with one another when you've not had to be with each other for yeah. four or five months, maybe? Yeah. Um, so I, I, we do need to support our teachers and yeah, sure. providing them with, with not only policies that support them and, and having a recess that's not withheld that's safe, but with the practices and the skills to monitor recess safely interesting conversation for sure thanks for joining us Catherine. thank you for having me again i really appreciate it that's Catherine ramstetter and the website is globalrecessalliance.org time for helicopter traffic for west district by truman come visit the largest concrete belt condos in the city